I just Hello. witnessed an attempted murder. Oh my god, oh what no. a dramatic way to start. Peanut in the crate with uh, the stuffed, her stuffed, she has a little stuffed squirrel, which is the only toy she likes. And that motherfucker was face down in the water bowl when I, when I just tried to get her to record Damn. the podcast. Oh my god. I asked Peanut about it and Peanut said, I don't know what you're talking about, officer. Yeah. She is, she, Peanut she said is I was nowhere awfully, near the squirrel. Awfully innocent right now. Must it was slipped. so, it was, it was so fucked up. And then she freaked out. I, I, I'm repeating a story I told these guys just before we started recording, but I realized I, it is going to take a while for, to get that specific image out of my head. Cause it was like <laughs> so violent looking and fucked up, but I was mm-hmm. like, I, I guess it's a stuffed squirrel. Yeah, it looked intentional. My here's my question for all the dog psychics out there. Mm-hmm. Does That's Peanut me. does Peanut know that it's a supposed to be a squirrel? Do you think she understands that? First of all, you think she knows what a squirrel is? Has she gotten close enough to a squirrel? Pro. I mean, she's definitely seen squirrels. Yeah, she knows what squirrels are because she's barked at squirrels before when we're walking around. So she okay. she does she does hate squirrels. She would try to kill a squirrel. Now, that's I I guess I'm like, look, if you're a dog of peanut size, you do what you got to do. It does seem like drowning is low on the list of ways that dogs kill stuff. I'm still stuck on does she know it's a squirrel? Because that implies that she knows that even though it is not alive and made of stuffing. Yeah. But she's like, this is a facsimile for that other thing that I bark at. Yeah. Here's my my water bowl half full pitch is that she thinks it is (laughs) Uh a real squirrel, but very tired. And so she has to help the squirrel out and and (laughs) give the squirrel water. Yeah. Like, oh, Oh, my God. The squirrel has anything to drink. That's why she was freaking out. She's like, my friend is hurt. My yeah. friend is dying. Yeah. Hasn't had she any water. So, uh, I don't know. Could be very compassionate of Peanut, too. She is not high on the compassionate scale. <laughs> she's, Welcome she's to the show. pretty selfish. This is the show, Yo, Is This Racist, where we listen to your voicemails about racism. Uh, I'm Tawny Newsome. That's Andrew T. And our producer, Kevin Bartelt. First, we're going to talk about some current events. And, oh, weren't the events current this a here week. Jesus Christ. What a fucked up, fucked, fucked, fucked week. Yeah. These were some of the most current and yet timeless events. This was real. Yeah. D- d- uh, debating the the uh, importance or uh, validity of, of something like an affirmative action. That just yeah. feels classic. That feels like yeah. vintage. Can vintage it be? Yo, a, is this racist? Can it be a current? Yeah. Can it be? This is like Yoas is racist at the segregated sock hop. Like, yeah, what we're this you is know, an estate sale of Yoas this racist. <laughs> um, obviously, Just an old pearl ring. Um, <laughs> Just one big pearl on a ring. This yeah, is very tarnished. But you know, it belonged to a woman who uh, drank too much and whose husband didn't listen to her. Yeah, Let's a lot of it. a lot of shit. That uh, came from a plantation. Don't don't worry about it. I guess the one side of this is there was basically this is kind of the result of both Trump being elected and um, 
you know, the Democrats not um, fighting harder to seat their Supreme Court justices when they can. So, I mean, this this week was probably, and again, we are, see, some people say stuff like, I am not a lawyer. I'm not qualified to give legal advice. We are mm-hmm. like negative a lawyer. Like whatever, <laughs> yeah. we're not just like a normal person. We're like less than that as far as being a lawyer goes. Yeah, it's like if there's a lawyer in our vicinity, we actually create a vacuum in which that person is no longer a lawyer. And we're sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're like... like we make if normal we t- people feel like lawyers. <laughs> if we touch a lawyer, um, both of us vaporize and energy is created. <laughs> Just like in the warp core, Star Trek, tick. Star Trek, tick. <laughs> um, Let's make good. little tick noises when we hit it. Okay. However, yeah, we've hit our we've hit our uh, our contractually obligated Star Trek mention. However, this basically, you know, was coming for a while. Um, we uh, let's see. Part of the Civil Rights Act basically has been rolled back. Um, uh, this uh, horrible fake Christian web designer had a fake Christian lawsuit against uh, basically claiming she wouldn't make a uh, a website for a gay wedding that was never happening. Uh, um, and affirmative it, and it's action. Truly, yeah. Sorry, and just on that, I, truly mysterious that a a a case could go to the Supreme Court with a fake like quandary at the center of it, not even a quandary, but like the couple that this woman claims contacted her to make a a wedding website, this quote unquote male couple did not exist, but they used a real man's info. I'm so confused by it. They used a real man's info. And then when people reached out to him for comment, he was like, this is the first time hearing about it. I'm married to a lady. That's not his voice, but let me dream. Well, He is here with us, so... And we have an exclusive. Stuart, (laughs) what's up, guy? Um, How... Look, I know the answer to this is our highest court in the land is now the highest clown court in the universe. But how the fuck can this be legal, allowed? How how does this not immediately uh, invalidate that case? How is this not perjury? I mean, because power is whatever these people like, like Republicans will just exercise power however they want and count on at at this point, like this is the, like Joe Biden refusing to like pack the courts because he says, quote, it might affect the legitimacy of the Supreme court, (laughs) which like what legitimacy? (laughs) Yeah. We have, I mean, look, it's like obvious sort of that, like, I mean, two things are true. That the, the the both sides of the 2015 election from the left are sort of both coming true, which is that it is idiotic to say Clinton would have been quote just as bad as Trump. Like we are seeing right. exactly the ways in which she would Trump was way way worse than her. However, yeah. it is also correct to point out that these establishment dumbfuck like Democrats are happy to let this shit happen mm-hmm. and pretend that everything is like. They refuse to acknowledge that, like, the, these, like, you know, we are, again, the, the boulder is rolling one step closer to a Christian theocracy um, apartheid state. Um, 
you know, I think in a lot of reasonable definitions, that is exactly where we live. Um, and, you know, folks like us are lucky to live in a uh, municipality where some of our freedoms are more protected, but not all of them. And our, not, our local governments are not great either. Listen, aside from, you know, actually the Democrats doing something about it, or I guess we, the people helping the Democrats find the spine to do something about this, this is probably, this and worse is the type of government we're living under for the rest of my life. I'm an old man, mm. but, you know. So, as usual, you know, all we can do is, th- th- there's, there's a limit to what we can do with all this federal shit. It is infuriating, but once again, help people however you can. There are more of us than there are of them. Yes, of course, vote. Yes, of course, do something about politics. But that doesn't really take that much time, honestly. <laughs> do something no, more. And just in a, in small ways, I know we kind of talk about this a lot, but maybe maybe some people kind of forget or take it for granted. Having these conversations with people kind of in your outer outer circle, you know, it's like the the acquaintances, the the your mom's friends that you happen to be having a, you know, a wine afternoon with or something, because you said you'd help your mom clean out her spare bedroom. I don't know. This example got really specific. It's based on nothing. But what I'm saying is the conversations around, you know, just like privilege and unlevel playing fields for people who come from different backgrounds, descendants of slavery, conversations about reparations. Like, you can broach these topics with people outside of your immediate kind of, you know, super lefty bubble in ways that aren't super scary, but just ju- just to further the conversation, and I'm mostly talking to white folks, so that these yeah. things aren't always coming at them from their news sources or from, you know, decorated pe- people of color talking heads who are appointed to have these conversations in an official way. Like, just having them in your casual day-to-day lives w- will help. So that's a yeah. small thing you can do is just not shy away from these types of discussions. Every, every time we say this, it's just like the the dial ticks further, but fucking do more. Do something outside of your comfort zone, please. Yeah. Um, if God, you want a breakdown from people who are lawyers, again, recommend our friends over at Boom Lawyered, Amani yeah. Gandhi and Jess Mason Piclo, their episode on affirmative action um, is great. And they break down, you know, and it's not all doom and gloom, yeah. <laughs> but very informed. So. Speaking of uh, affirmative action and also talking to your immediate, uh, listen, uh, obviously a thing that is a big um, part of this show in a usually not that positive for me personally way is me talking shit about Asian people. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I just generally have been like, God, I feel like I talk too much shit about Asian people uh, as a community mm. in a way that... Um, I just, I was coming out of AAPI History Month. I realized we never get put on that list, like, or sometimes, but rarely. Um, And I'm like, ah, yes. I think it's because my beat, unfortunately, is so negative. And, like, it's never, like, or not never, but not enough uplifting shift about Asian people. But once again, I, you know, talked about it a little bit last week. um, But the fucking fact, you know, not speaking of speaking to your family, um, I'm thinking about my own right now, who... I haven't even brought it up directly with, but like, it's like fucking 
revolting, obviously, how willing East Asian people um, are to be used as these pawns of white supremacy and anti-Blackness for affirmative action. You know, and there was uh, this this guy who I guess I used to be kind of friends with, um, Jake Caspian Kang, has been tweeting about he's kind of become a sort of edgelord Asian. Um, but he, you know, was like tweeting about how these people, these plaintiffs have indisputably faced discrimination. And it's like, the fact that these like right-wing Asian people can't see that like that's such a specious argument because they have not faced discrimination because their places were taken by fucking like black people or brown people or people that they perceive as lower than them on the race ladder. It's because of, um, you know, white people legacies. Those are the people taking the places of these like, you know, deserving Asian people, whatever the fuck. Um, not even to mention, you know, the fact that like things like the SATs and the perception that Asian people are smart means that we're graded better and like given more attention by teachers and, and just are the expectations of us create instances where we perform better in like the traditional academic settings. So like with all those fucking advantages, um, it's, it's just like, I don't know, it's, so gross that enough Asian people are willing to sign on to this anti-blackness, essentially what they perceive as anti-blackness. The reality is it's still mostly white women, but they perceive as anti-blackness as this fucking win. I'm so sorry to <laughs> go on like this. I'm just so fucking mad. No. Um, so this was your petition to start getting included in those AAPI month lists? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. No, no, no. It's a valuable perspective. Um, it reminds me, it's not the same, but it reminds me of the conversation in Hollywood about, oh, it's so hard to get a, a job as a white guy right now. And it's like, this black lady is not taking your job. The 11 yeah. other white guys already in the writer's room are the ones you should be mad at. They yeah. took your job. Not the one spot they're keeping open for a person of color and or woman, but hopefully both so we can get a twofer. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking anyway. speaking of eleven other people in the writers' room, that is uh, hey. like the strike. Uh, one of the things we're still on strike. Also, oh my god, everybody, get your get your, get ready to sightsee because we are hopping on some segues here. <laughs> oh, damn, I know. Uh, I don't know if there's anything. Tony segue the segue. <laughs> that was beautiful. And up on your left, <laughs> have we talked about? I've written a segue exactly one time on Santa Monica Beach before I moved to Los Angeles. I was visiting. Uh huh. How was it? Them shits go too too fast. <laughs> too fast. They're dangerous. Yeah. They're like, I've only ridden one once, and it was in fucking Rome. Whoa. Around the fucking oh, Coliseum. Right. Those streets aren't made for that. They're yeah, barely made for even, shoes. Even scarier. It was terrifying. <laughs> Oh my god. That is also like the single like like yeah, the Colosseum and then these like fake future like wheels. I hated it. I hated All being right, a part good, of it. Good news guys, we made the roads. Bad news, they're not made for shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, carts and horses only. <laughs> It's like, okay. a, it's like more of a sandals vibe. Anyway, we're it's, still on strike. See, I yeah. the it's segue. giving sandals. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's a ton more to say about the strike other than, you know, um, um, we were standing strong. SAG-AFTRA deadline yeah. got extended. We were, our contract oh, was yeah. supposed to be up 
June 30th, they extended talks. They Both sides mutually agreed to extend the talks until July 12th, which um, could be a tentatively good sign that they are making yeah. some headway. But, you know, a lot of SAG members have come out and saying that, you know, hey, don't, they've said basically to our board, like, don't just accept some shitty deal. Like, we're ready to not work. <laughs> Most yeah. of us already don't. So yeah. you're not really, it really is like, uh, talk about, two sets of people that have been hardened by long gaps in employment. You know, it's like, you're not scaring us with this six months a year. And it's also just like, this is like livelihoods. There's no way to really have a middle class under the deal that the, uh, the studios put out uh, most recently. So, you know, it's just like, there is no real choice. Yeah. What else do we have? Is it just voicemails time? I think it's voicemails time. I think this is very, um, you know. Voicemails I got. Oh, I guess we should say, uh, but while we're on strike, but always, of course, like, uh, you know, uh, subscriptions to Suboptimal Pods. Uh, uh-huh. Very, very, very appreciated. Um, very fun camping episode last week, if you missed it. <laughs> oh, <Outdoors>. yes. <laughs> oh, yes, Kevin. Thank you for editing my little camping <laughs> ex- that excursion. <laughs> um, that sounded great. It sounded great. I, I, I've I, been thinking back to the um, campfire espresso machine that uh Yes, Tawny was doing like ASMR just for me. I I think I have a bias toward that episode. So I was I was loving it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, um, just witnessing it. I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you won't really get to see it, but you get to hear it at the suboptimalpods.com <laughs> on Yoko We Live. All right. Uh-huh, let's take uh-huh, a break. Uh-huh. We'll be back. We back. We just did business on the break. Business on the break. <laughs> business on the break. This can be efficient. We can we can kick right into voicemails. Yeah. Let's do it. Here's the first one. Hi, uh, I work in tech and I'm a white person. Uh, I've had multiple like friends that I work with um, that specifically complain about international Chinese people that are at my work, uh, which you know tech industry we have. Um, many folks there. Um, they are also Asian, and um, I don't know what to say <laughs> in this situation. Um, is my silence racist? I, I, yeah, I, I just need help. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Is my silence racist? If this was a different type of show, that would be our title, but we're not that. We ain't that. Yeah. Yeah. If this was in that real 2016 brand of what to do, what to expect when you're expecting ass uh, racism <laughs> type talk, anti-racism type shit. <laughs> oh my God. Is it fucked up that now it does feel like there's like throwback generations to how to talk about racism, but it's only like four years ago. Oh yeah. Four or five years ago. I have the same kind of like nostalgic eye roll fondness for it that I do for like the uh, the mid aughts indie music scene, <laughs> where I'm like, remember when we were all arguing about whether blonde redhead was shoegaze or not? Remember those yeah. days? I guess I'm that just was old. Just for Kevin. <laughs> yep. Oh, this is kind of a strokes email, uh, yeah. our voicemail that we got. <laughs> yeah, this feels real like uh, fits in the tantrums type of a. <laughs> 
voicemail. I gotta check in on Fitz. <laughs> oh. Oh man, Larue. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> like I, nine I people listening to this are like, we are on the same page. Yeah. I I don't know if that's true. I think there's a, a probably. For good or ill, more people are down with this than, all right, than all right. we yeah. want to think about. It's got to be a suboptimal episode. That's yeah. true. Just naming bands. <laughs> naming bands. Listing I mean, it's bands. not. <laughs> that's, um, that's honestly not the worst idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Might as well. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Just let us know. Let us know <laughs> on yep. Blue Sky. Oh, yeah. Twitter is further imploding also. <laughs> Sorry. We oh forgot God, to say that in the news. <laughs> I'm loving how much it's um, going down exactly as as predicted. Yeah, I will say this. I first of all, uh, I don't. I didn't intend to uh, curate this today's episode as Asians versus Asians. <laughs> I, I have no. I have no comment, and I'm not a part of this. But I am here with my friend while he goes on the journey. Well, no, I mean, look, the the insight that I feel like um, you do have or anyone could have um, is like, well, I mean, it's insight, but not of like, it's a little bit of like a, those those folks probably shouldn't be having these conversations in front of white people kind of mm-hmm, vibe mm-hmm. mixed with, but it's also tech world, which is also like where uh, we'll just call them the right wing Asians uh, tend mm-hmm. to f- flourish. So those people then also uh, over-index for people just actually who hate other Asian people and or hate China specifically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. despite being Asian themselves. Uh, mixed with, uh, this is less likely, but of course not impossible in the tech world, they are some of the many Asian people uh, who have been uh, colonized by Chinese people over the millennia and who rightly hate Asian people or hate Chinese people. Um so did everyone get all that? Uh, my point I, is... I was writing it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was writing it down for later because I have to give a speech later. Somebody asked me to, and they were like, we want to hear something that definitely you should be talking about. So that's what, that's what I wrote for, it down for. For the caller, this is probably one of the first times where simply shutting your mouth actually, like, I think the caller's doing fine. <laughs> I kind of think yeah. so, too. And, you know, you're you're always allowed to be like, hey, like, I'm not... I don't want to participate in this or like don't talk like this around me are always always things you're welcome to say in any circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sort of modulating this all by tech also though cuz I'm like these people are there's it's very unlikely that they are going to be sympathetic to any of that either. It's like, "What? It's true." That's the the rally of the tech bro. What? Yes, but I mean, I can say from experience, people who are like that don't have anywhere to go when you say, "Yeah, but That's I don't want to hear it." Yeah. Like, I don't I don't need to hear that. You don't need to say it around me. I don't care what you do over there, but not around me. People yeah. can't be like, "No, I'm going to force you to hear my opinion." Like they just kind of sputter out. So Yeah. That's true. Right. No one's like that passionate about that stuff. Mostly, no. I feel like. So, yeah, you're right. There's good, two good options. Two good options. Tell these people to shut the fuck up in various ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually our. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Try, try Tawny's option or just dip out. There, there's going to be very little untangled. Even just me trying to explain the different 
like, or not even explain, but just try to walk through mentally for myself the different ways this conversation could be happening. As you can see, quite complicated. I don't know if there's any work version that is appropriate. So quite complicado. See, 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 see. Another one. Cool. First smell deuce. Let's do it. Hey, Andrew, Tani, and Kevin. Maybe a guest. Um, I have a DEI or whatever um, thing. How? Okay, so I'm black, and I work on a team of all white people, and my boss is new, and she's very stoked about a DEI workshop that's going to be in person all day, oh, my God, at a convention center um, in a couple no. of months. And I know you're probably going to get to this, like, way past the time it's appropriate for me to respond, but, hey, why not? <laughs> Sorry. Um, how do I tell this lady? Absolutely not. Um, I've been to a lot of these DEI things through my organization, and, you know, they're mostly contracted out, right? And it's just awkward. Most people are white, and I feel like I'm also biracial, and I just get a lot of people, like, coming up to me and being like, wow, tell us about your experience and shit, or just, like, saying the most uncomfortable shit to me. So what do I say, like, in a way that isn't going to make my boss think that I am an asshole? Not that, you know, she thinks I'm an asshole, she thinks that, but I don't want everyone to think I'm an asshole. Okay, thank you, and I love the pod. All right, bye. I think, mm. I don't totally remember. I believe that this might, depending on how many months is a quote, a couple months, mm -hmm. this might be within the window still. <gasps> really? Okay, we got to talk fast so that they can get their answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, don't you think just a nice, like, hey, thank you so much for planning this for all of our employees. What a valuable thing. You know, in my various positions at other companies or at this one or whatever, here's yeah. all the ones I've been to and just list them and then yeah. be like, I would love the opportunity to catch up on my work. You know, don't say yeah. you want the day off. Say, I really, I would love to work on this project that you're all so passionate about. And I would love, given how many of these I've attended, to be able to skip that. And if they still push back, then you pull out the, for my mental health as a black woman, I would like to not subject myself to the various microaggressions that will be launched at me over a chicken fucking salad sandwich all day. They always have yep. chicken salad sandwiches at these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that part. I love me a chicken salad <laughs> Actually, sandwich. Actually, maybe you should go just to get the lunch. <laughs> just go I'm in the free. middle, get the lunch. Well, but partially it is that we do this. So like, you're like, ugh, it's irritating. But like, when you go to one of these things as a person of color, it is not to learn, but it is to work. And I think yes. maybe that's like, even if you are ostensibly attending, like, um, you know, attending to be educated or illuminated, like, mm -hmm. the fact is, you are putting out more than you're taking in, even if you magically learn something. But yeah, and I also, unlikely. I don't think that just by nature of being a person of color, it means you know all of these things and you should automatically be exempt because we all know plenty of skin folk who ain't kin folk <laughs> who could use to learn some of these <laughs> things yeah. that are taught at these things. But I do think saying, I've been to a bunch of, I've been to a fucking bunch of these. I should not have to yeah. go, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm like if if I'm if I'm if you're asking me to work at this thing, which is usually what is going to happen, like even if it's like yeah via like 
accepting, correcting, educating microaggressions or whatever. I, I, I think there is a world where you can say something like that. It's like when I go to these things, I am being asked to do, go, I, I'm being asked to, it takes more of a toll on me. I am being asked to give more than I receive where other people yeah. do the opposite. And that's not fair. So fuck this place. And uh, the other thing, the reading between the lines, I mean, I'm guessing the managers are excited about our caller going because like most businesses, there's a decent chance they are, uh, black folks are underrepresented there and they want to mm-hmm. show up with as much blackness as possible to the DEI thing. Okay. And that becomes its own fucking thing. It's like, hey, why are you so invested in this? Maybe yeah. if you had more black people here, yeah. you wouldn't need to parade me around. Ooh, and that's the third email you could send if the if the first two more reasonable ones don't <laughs> yeah. work. You say, maybe if you had more black people, you wouldn't need to parade me around. I mean, I know the caller said she doesn't want to be an asshole, but that's her mistake for calling into this show because the very least half of us here are real assholes. Hey, look, we gave her a three bears approach. We gave her levels of severity. We gave her <laughs> we gave her fire threat low all the way to severe. All the way to severe. So you know, only you can prevent forest fires and you need to decide what kind of email communication you're going to have with your boss. Do you think this is a better conversation in person too? Like, do you think the manager might be more sympathetic Sympathetic if it's like, hey, can we talk privately for a second? If they have that kind of office. Like, I wonder if, mm. it, if it's better in person. Maybe not. Like, maybe it's better to have written proof yeah. of this. Like, I could be wrong, but I wonder if like, a conversation like this in person if the manager's more like, yeah, you're right, I can I can understand that. But I don't know, mm, just positing yeah. a thought. I think that depends. Sure. I yeah. mean, yeah, it is like some some sort of, but other folks, it's like just nice to have it on the corporate yeah. email account. Yeah, depends on the manager probably. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess base it on your previous, any previous requests or convos you had and mm-hmm. just feel it out. See what's best for your spirit. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe this is less a three bears approach and more of a ramp up to assholery. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. like you could do you could start it anywhere on the ramp, but sometimes mm-hmm. the ramp leads you to the next the next place by necessity. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we have a few minutes left. I was gonna uh, we I know we talked about it a little bit, but I mean, do we just give our white excellency of the week to Elon Musk for? Um, simply being the dumbest fucking white person uh, on a sea of white people. Mm-hmm. He's probably what not happened? even the dumbest, unfortunately. They said you um, can't look at Twitter too much, but you can pay to look at it a little. I don't understand and I don't care. That is exactly correct, honey. And you don't really need to know more than that. But like, obviously this guy's like a right-wing clown. Um, and... I don't know if there's anything more that we need to say to th- about this other than like obviously billionaires and um, tech people are not smart. <laughs> like mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. there's no world where this man is intelligent beyond um, sort of his one narrow domain. And so mm. I think that's like, a, that's all we really need to say. But yeah, shout out. The Elon Musk gets the 
yo is this racist white excellency of the week you are doing you are doing the most white people white peopling that mm-hmm. can be done <laughs> mm-hmm. shout out to us and our subscription site suboptimal pods uh especially during this time of uncertain uh employment for uh, everyone on this podcast and in the larger entertainment industry in general um yeah. supporting people directly is the best way to do it, whether that's going to live shows for people or, you know, yeah. buying merch or whatever. Uh, so one way you can do that with us is through our subscription site, suboptimalpods.com. Even if you just want to leave a little, uh, there's like a little $1 tip option that helps us with processing fees and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Lots of options. We appreciate it. We appreciate the yeah. support. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even Peanut the Murder Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, really terrifying. Especially Peanut. Yeah, yeah. so... I guess don't find us on social media. Uh, tell people about our show. 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. RACE. Uh, yeah. That's it. We That's did it. it. Peace. Bye. This is Suboptimal.